0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Whatever part of the day you're in as you get closer to Christmas. Hope you're able to build some little times of peace and quiet for you and your family if you have them into each day or at least a few days for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast i sure do appreciate it grateful for that y'all help it to grow And for those of y'all that support over on Patreon, financially, um, whatever tier you've joined, whichever of the three different tiers, um, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. So thank you so much. I don't know, this just popped in my head. I don't know if y'all would be interested to know or not, but we've doubled a podcast has basically overall traffic since last year so thought that was kind of interesting at any rate not much else starting to I think we talked about starting to think about planting some fruit trees and garden in the early spring, but it's so warm right now. It doesn't even feel like fall, much less winter, almost. So, we'll see. We're going to get back into these Christmas messages. We're going to do another one from Truman today from 1946. And we'll skip around a little at the As we go along, but we're going to stick with Truman for another time or two at least. This is December 24th, 1946, address at the lighting of the National Community Christmas Tree on the White House grounds, broadcast nationally at 5.15 p.m. Fellow citizens everywhere. Again, our thoughts and aspirations and the hopes of future years turned to a little town in the hills of Judea, where on a winter's night 2,000 years ago, the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled. Shepherds keeping watch by night over their flock heard the glad tidings of great joy from the angels of the Lord singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men the message of Bethlehem best sums up our hopes tonight if we as a nation and the other nations of the world will accept it the star of faith will guide us into the place of peace as it did the shepherds on that day of Christ's birth long ago I am sorry to say all is not harmony in the world today. We have found that it is easier for men to die together on a field of battle than it is for them to live together at home in peace. But those who died have died in vain, if in some measure at least we shall not preserve for the peace that spiritual unity in which we won the war. The problems facing the United Nations, the world's hope for peace, would overwhelm faint hearts. But as we continue to labor for an enduring peace through that great organization, we must remember that the world was not created in a day. We shall find strength and courage at this Christmas time because so brave a beginning has been made. So with faith and courage, We shall work to hasten the day when the sword is replaced by the plowshare and nations do not learn war anymore. That's again, uh, the learn war anymore is in quotations, but the plowshare too, that whole part is from Isaiah. We've quoted that a number of times in the past few Christmas messages from both FDR and Truman. Selfishness and greed, individual or national, cause most of our troubles. He whose birth we celebrate tonight was the world's greatest teacher. He said, therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Through all the centuries since he spoke, history has vindicated his teaching. In this great country of ours, has been demonstrated the fundamental unity of Christianity and democracy. Under our heritage of freedom for everyone on equal terms, we also share the responsibilities of government. Our support of individual freedom, free speech, free schools, free press, and a free conscience transcends all our differences. Although we may not hope for a new heaven and a new earth in our day and generation, we may strive with undaunted faith and courage to achieve in the present some measure of that unity with which the nation's sons and the sons of our allies went forth to win the war. We have this glorious land, not because of a particular religious faith, not because our ancestors sailed from a particular foreign port. We have our unique national heritage because of a common aspiration to be free and because of our purpose to achieve for ourselves and for our children the good things of life, which the Christ declared he came to give to all mankind. We have made a good start toward peace in the world. Ahead of us lies the larger task of making the peace secure. The progress we have made gives hope in the coming year we shall reach our goal. May 1947 entitle us to the benediction of the Master. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Because of what we have achieved for peace, because of all the promise of our future holds, I say to all my countrymen, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and may God bless you all. A couple things here. Attack the less pleasant one first. We have this glorious land, not because of a particular religious faith, uh, which he contradicts himself earlier in his message saying that in this great country of ours has been demonstrated the fundamental unity of Christianity and democracy. There's a quote that I wish I had right now bouncing around in my head as so many are. uh, And I can't remember from far earlier in our country talking about how that that unity here might've been John Quincy Adams. I can't remember right now, folks. I'll try and dig it up or we'll come back across it at some point talking about you you can't have that democracy. You can't have the Republic without Christianity. That's the great thing here is that we've combined the great success of this American experiment was the unifying of Christianity and democracy. In fact, I'm going to See if I can find that real quick. So folks, I disappeared for a couple minutes and tried to find this. And the frustrating thing is there's so many quotes that, you know, I can't just always pull them at random, but that's also the good thing because there's so many quotes you can go out there and you can find proof that this is a Christian nation pretty easily because the amount of evidence is overwhelming. But I did find another one by, Truman that I'll share with you Uh, and it, it sums it up pretty well anyway the fundamental basis of this nation's laws was given to Moses on the Mount the fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings we get from Exodus and Saint Matthew from Isaiah and Saint Paul if we don't have a proper fundamental moral background we will finally end up with a totalitarian government which does not believe in rights for anybody except the state and so. You know truman there again saying that in this great country of ours has been demonstrated the fundamental unity of christianity and democracy and so that's the lie that we've been sold over the last 75 years give or take and that's what's really destroying the country at the basis everything we said this yesterday i believe goes back to god you know, all the problems that we have truman i think talked about this in the 45 address they all go back to Our relationship with God or our lack thereof and he said again here you know in this paragraph earlier selfishness and greed individual or national cause most of our troubles he whose birth we celebrate tonight was the world's greatest teacher I can't help interject on the greatest teacher part CS Lewis's comment that I go back to so often which is great teachers just not an option for Jesus. So I want to go ahead and put this before you y'all for those of you that are listening that that don't have Jesus Christ as your lord that don't believe that he's the son of God that he died for your sins. So great teachers just it's not an option and here's why because when you read through the Bible Jesus clearly claims to be God. And so you've got a few choices and you can think about if anybody walked up behind in the street and told you, and they believed it hundred percent, believed it. I'm God. Well, you could go, okay, well, you're crazy. Uh, as Lewis says, I believe on the same level as a poached egg or something like that, or you could say, okay, well, you're, you're really evil in, the line of so many past leaders that of, of nations that thought that they were God and expected to be treated as such, even though they had to know that they weren't God. So Lewis said the second option is well, your Jesus was evil on the same scale as the demons, right? So there's two choices at war. The third choice is that he, actually was what he said he was and that we have a responsibility to fall at his feet worship him and beg for mercy and forgiveness via his blood for dying on the cross in place of us for our sins but great teacher isn't one of those choices just like you can say america is it's not just like folks but it's it's similar you know we can say okay America is a horrible place, has always been a horrible place, should never have existed to begin with. And we need to destroy it and rebuild it as something better. Right? Uh, Or you can say that America was uh, a, a decent place or or it was a good idea, right? But we've got to separate it from Christianity to make it a little bit better. Or you can say that America was a great, phenomenal country, the best country in the history of the world. And, and we need to get back to the founding principles in order to make it continue that way. In all three cases, the association with Christ is clear. What you can't say What it's impossible historically to say is that America is a great nation without God. Because that's where our founding, just like Truman talked about in that, in that little quote I read, just like our founders repetitively talked about consistently. That's just not one of the options, America being a great nation. You know, you look back and say, hey, we've been a great nation, but uh," or just any really good, bad or indifferent. You can't say that's really what I should have said. You can't say that America is not a Christian nation. You can hate what America has been or you can love it, but you you can't pretend there's no option where you can say if you know anything, if you really have knowledge about our history. And for those of you all that have been listening to the podcast now for almost a year and a half, you're starting to get a pretty decent toolbox, I hope. You just, you cannot say that we're not a Christian nation at heart, that we weren't founded as a Christian republic. Not in the sense, going back to the Treaty of Tripoli, like the European countries that were superficially Christian in nature, but our Bill of Rights. The basis, as, as President Truman said, for our laws was the teachings of the Bible. As Andrew Jackson said, that the rock upon which our republic rests. So I got kind of off track there, but this great teacher stuff, it always kind of kicks in C.S. Lewis's comments because that's Christ was he was a great teacher, but he was that wasn't it. You can't leave it alone like that. This very first paragraph was just really comforting to me when you sit and think about it and take a minute. Again, our thoughts and aspirations, and the hopes of future years, turn to a little town in the hills of Judea, where on a winter's night 2,000 years ago, the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled. You think about Mary and Joseph, how scared they must have been, how alone they must have felt, and then Jesus is born, and then, these people start to come in, shepherds and wise men, and they're surrounded by all this in this little bitty stable with animals. And and we get in such a hurry and rush about well, we need more money and we need more this and we need more that. And I get it, I I fall into it, folks, 100% easily. But we just need more. All of our hopes are tied, both individually and nationally, to Jesus Christ. You know, again, Truman here says, the message of Bethlehem best sums up our hopes tonight. If we as a nation and other nations of the world will accept it. The star of faith will guide us into the place of peace, as it did the shepherds and the wise men on that day of Christ's birth birth long ago. He quotes down here the golden rule after calling Jesus Christ's greatest teacher, right? Therefore, all these things that you would men do to you you must do unto others love your neighbors yourself and of course the the teaching that comes before that that we've talked about in a couple of these recently fdr's from 1942 comes to mind his christmas message is it's not enough to love your neighbors yourself because that's the second command and that's what we've we've tried to lean on that one sort of but in a secular way for decades now but we've completely gone silent on the first one. Well, what was the first command that Jesus gave? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And so if you don't get the first one right, it's like running a play in a sports team. You can't get step two right if you've gotten step one wrong. You know, if you in football, if you run the play perfectly, but you never snap the ball, It doesn't do much good. Or if you snap the ball and fumble, right? If you get step one wrong, then you can't execute step two correctly. And that's probably a poor analogy, but some of y'all out there will get it. I did like this line too here when he talks, when Truman talks about through all the centuries since he spoke Jesus, history has vindicated his teaching. There's another quote, I think it's from it is from Benjamin Rush and he talks about the fact that although the the gospel has often been attacked, controverted, I believe is the word he used, but attacked and belittled, it's never been proven wrong. It's never been overturned. You you can't prove God wrong or the teachings of Christ. And that's one of the things we talk about you know, you don't have to be an American. You don't have to be Christian to be an American. But you have to follow the teachings of Christ, right? No matter where you go out in the world, if you have really good teaching, really moral teaching, it's going to line up with with Jesus Christ's teachings. You're never going to find teaching that's truly moral, truly good that doesn't line up with Christ's teachings. And that's why that's that's really a fundamental, that's a key part, aspect to our American Republic. You can pull good teachings from other religions, other places, but they're never going to disagree with Jesus Christ if they're really good. And so that's, the, that's why it's the basis of the country. That's why our founders set it up that way. That's as Truman said, that's the basis for our laws. Because... They knew that you would never go astray if that was if Jesus Christ was the basis. And that's why we're having so much trouble today. Why we've gotten away from that, why we're struggling. All right, folks, we'll come back and do some more. Get one step closer each day. Hope you take some time to enjoy it. Thank y'all again for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others and tell people about it. Those of y'all that support on Patreon, and we'll uh, we'll talk to y'all again real soon. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. A little belated here, Lord, but thank you for the time to do this and the people that listen. Be with them throughout their day. In your son's name we pray. Amen.